The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Let's get to our guest, Chuck Lieberman, co-founder and chief investment officer at Advisors Capital Management. Chuck, good morning to you from Asia. Thanks very much for joining us. Ed Yardeni's narrow path sounds about right. Basically, if the economy is too strong, you have a sledgehammer fed to worry about. And if recession hits, well, then just about everything suffers on that. And he says the path to victory is really that inflation comes down a lot faster than expected. Now, I know you doubt that a bit. Uh, and, and he might be right, but we have to also consider this, that a lot of the downside work has already been done. Many stocks down 50 to 70%. So does that give us some wiggle room? Well, Brian, it's uh, not the stock market that the Fed is focused on. Uh, the Fed is focused on the economy and especially on inflation. And that wiggle room that the Fed has is basically the gap between zero job growth and, let's say, 50 to 75,000 per month. Uh, that's how fast the labor force is growing. Uh, if job growth exceeds that, <coughs> excuse me, if it exceeds that, then in theory, the unemployment rate should decline further and the job market will get ever tighter. And that puts more upward pressure on, on wages and therefore on inflation. So the Fed needs a slow rate of job growth, and that's yet to be seen. Uh, the other thing, Chuck, I mean, you know, you look at inflation, and we've got uh, perhaps the, the environment doing the job for them in some ways as well. And, you know, this also begs the policy, will they be making a policy mistake? Because, I mean, we've seen goods inflation slowing down, certainly. Then we've also got base effects coming into play as well in the early part of next year. So perhaps it comes down faster than anticipated. What's the deal here? And what's, what's your thinking? Well, there's no doubt that the good side of the equation is coming down pretty quickly. Uh, if you recall, goods inflation really surged because of the pandemic and because of all kinds of uh, supply constraints. Um, so that really pushed up the price of goods. Services tend to have a lot more inertia. They didn't go up anywhere near as much. And now we're on the other side of that. Goods are coming down in price. And so that really pulls down inflation because goods coming down in price, that's deflation, that's a negative sign. And so you're averaging negative inflation from goods, but positive inflation from services, and the net gives you a lot more moderation than is than is appropriate. Because the truth of the matter is, once the goods side settles down and prices have come down to more reasonable levels, goods inflation should match more or less service inflation. And so inflation overall will stop declining. 
The wiggle room that I mentioned in my first question didn't have to do with the Fed and its strategy, but more with stock investors' strategy. And and basically, the point would be that since stocks have dropped so far, even if inflation is a little sticky and rates stay high, you know, when you have a stock down 60, 70 percent, as we see from companies like uh, Tesla, Meta, Microsoft down 30, Amazon down 50 percent, a lot of that downside uh, work has been done. That was really the the question about the wiggle room. Uh, Do you think stocks have fallen enough or do you really see a lot more downside? No, uh, in that case, I'm with you because I think stocks have declined quite a bit. Uh, There are tremendous numbers of uh, stocks at very attractive valuations. Uh, More than 20% of the entire S&P 500 trades well into single digit territory. So there are lots of stocks around that are very attractive. Uh, Earnings estimates for 23 have not come down that much. The bears say that earnings will have to come down more. Uh, I'm not sure that that's right. Uh, As far as I see the economy, it's holding up fairly well. I don't see a recession as being imminent. My recession concerns have been pushed further into the future. So I think the economy is actually holding up decently. Earnings will hold up decently. And therefore, stocks are actually pretty attractive. Chuck, as a doctor of economics, have you ever known an environment like this one? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure which, but there's so many oddities about this particular environment <laughs> you could pick and choose. Um, certainly, uh, when the Fed tightened monetary policy because inflation went through the roof, initially they uh, eased up too soon. And Volcker came to regret that and had to really rack up uh, interest rates even more, and that precipitated a recession. I've also seen a, a circumstance where the Fed saw the economy fall out of bed. Maybe you remember at one point, I think it was Jimmy Carter, who said that Americans were using uh, their credit cards too much, and he wanted them to stop using their credit cards. And some people thought that the government had revoked the use of credit cards. And the economy fell off a cliff. And when they realized very quickly what they had done, uh, they immediately reversed course and the economy came right back. Uh, So you get these kind of extraordinary moves. Uh, But the fact of the matter is stocks are cheap. Interest rates are not going to come down. I think interest rates are going to ultimately move higher, but maybe not so much in the near term. What's unique about this time is that you've got uh, quantitative tightening. We've only had it three times, uh, 2008, 2018, I suppose, and and now. You've got falling M2 here, uh, and you've got bond yields higher, so equities are facing less and less money available uh, that's chasing them. So in arguing against a rally in stocks, let me put it to you this way. Is 2023 in that year is sideways the new up? Uh, It could be. Um, Most of those variables that you mentioned, Brian, are not ones that I particularly care about. What I care about are interest rates. That's what really determines uh, competitive pricing. Um, And interest rates are likely to be flatter going forward for the near term because there's a fight in the market between the bulls and the bears. And it's not clear that either one is going to win that battle in the near term. So I don't think interest rates move a great deal, but I look at 30-year, excuse me, 10-year treasuries, those yields are simply too low relative to the inflation rates that I see. And it'll take a while for the market to figure that out. 
Mm. Yeah, and if it does, and but you know, I just want to get your, your take on what's going on with the global economy here as well, with the China re-entry, albeit one which is, let's say, diplomatically bumpy to say the least. How does that change the whole uh, uh, dynamic? Uh, that's a, a, a great question, Richard. Uh, so I think that China's reopening will provide another uh, engine for growth or another uh, piston for growth for the engine uh, on the global economy, but it may take a month or two. Uh, initially, uh, the Chinese are being very cautious because so many people have come down with COVID. Uh, but uh, hopefully this uh, wave of COVID will pass through the population very quickly. I've seen estimates suggesting that as much as 50% of the population in Beijing has tested or is positive for COVID, uh, whether or not they're being tested. Uh, so if that's the case, then they'll be through that fairly quickly, in which case uh, spending will pick up, activity will pick up, uh, China will export more. Uh, it may be bumpy for the next month or so, but then after that, it should really pick up. And that's another source of demand for commodities around the world, some upward pressure on commodity prices. Um, and maybe some upward pressure on the price of uh, Chinese exports as well. So if we look for companies with good dividends, whether they're in Hong Kong and China or whether they're in the United States, uh, how do you identify companies uh, whose dividends have staying power? Well, I'm, I manage a, a portfolio that invests a lot in income. Um, we, it's income with growth. We have a high yield mandate from our clients. Um, and we do it based on a lot of equities that produce recurring dividends. There are lots of great companies out there that fit that qualification. Uh, some are real estate investment trusts, some are business development companies, all paying out dividends out of recurring cash flow. And then there are plenty of others that have uh, great fundamentals that can do that as well. So we're trying to buy uh, high yielding stocks that will grow their dividends over time. A perfect example of that, by the way, uh, it would be uh, uh, Simon Properties. Uh, they've increased their dividend multiple quarters in a row, and the value of the stock is cheap, uh, excellent free cash flow, over a billion dollars in free cash flow, very healthy company. Uh, Energy Transfer, a pipeline company in the United States, uh, increased its dividend multiple times in the last number of quarters. And, and they're yeah. expected to do that again. So there are lots of opportunities if you look. All right. Well, Chuck, thanks very much. Uh, we always love to hear names mentioned. Uh, you mentioned Simon Property. And what was the second one again? Energy transfer, symbol ET. Energy transfer. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, very good. Good information. Uh, nice chat with you, Chuck. Thank you very much. And we'll, we'll talk with you again soon. Chuck Lieberman, co-founder and chief investment officer at Advisors Capital Management. To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.